Come join Libby and Molly, the ladies of consignment chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Hey, 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 Libby, how are you? Excellent, excellent. Um, Welcome everybody to episode 85 of Consignment Chats, aka C Chats, and today one of our favorite episodes, the C-Chat Spotlight. I'm going to say, go ahead, give this video a thumbs up, because I know right now that you're going to love it. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, drop us a review. We love it. If you want to include your business name, we will include that uh, when we read your review. So thank you. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Oh, this is good. Let's go. Let's do it. (laughs) Hey, Maggie. How are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. We're so excited you're here and we cannot wait for you to introduce yourself to our Sea Chatters and our community and all of our amazing listeners. So start by telling us who you are, the name of your business, and where people can find you. So hi, everyone. Um, My name's Maggie. I am a mom in Maryland. That's the first thing I do. Um, my business name is Refashioned Hippie, and I started reselling when I got pregnant and had to quit my job, and it's just taken off, and I've absolutely fallen in love with it. Um, I am on Poshmark, eBay, Mercari, and there's another one, Facebook. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> um, I tried Depop, but I'm too old. I learned that. I learned that and it was painful. So no more deep Um, And please come find me on Instagram. I love meeting members of the reselling community. I, I just started a YouTube and again, learning I'm old apparently, but that's been fun too. So your I, I YouTube try. is awesome. Let me oh, tell you, <laughs> I, your upcycling tutorials and everything. I'm just, I'm in love. I'm absolutely in love great job. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I, I try to upcycle everything I can't use, which is why the structural integrity of my house is under threat. Cause I've just been keeping and keeping and keeping. Um, but it's really fun. And if you, if you do go to my YouTube, you can see there's a lot of things that don't necessarily require a lot of skill because that's who that's I am. That's why I identified with it. I, <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So it's a great resource. Yep. So I was going to ask you your why, what got you started, but you just told us. Nailed it. <laughs> you know, I, I really love reselling and I'm going to climb on my soapbox. So just bear with me. Oh, but, wait, um, you want to borrow one. mine? <laughs> that one, you borrow it? <laughs> um, I, I have been using my skills for good, not evil. Um, my mom started an organization called Sanctuary Village which is a nonprofit that is building a tiny house community for the homeless in Philadelphia. And I'm very blessed that I was able to start rebelgirlthrift.com, which is my own sort of thrift store website, virtual thrift store. Um, And 20% of the profits go to her organization. And my husband is a 3D printer. So we make these little, uh, planters that you can use that you just water them right here and all of the money goes to help with construction so it's a wonderful example of just ways that you can use your skills for good Um, and I tricked my husband into it but he's still very much a part of it Um, (laughs) I love those can you hold that up one more time we can picture that so we can put it on our our 
social media for those that podcast. Now, are and, those available on Rebel Girl Thrift? Oh, they should be. They're going to be. Oh, I'm going to do that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm like, I'm like I didn't see those over on your website. Hmm. <laughs> if you want your own, you can go to tinyhousecommunity.org. Um, and all of the money goes directly into building the houses. And this is just a really cute little thing you can have. It says on the back, this house built a home um, wow. website on the bottom. But it's it's a wonderful example of ways that you can just, anything you do can be used to help other people. And I love that in my own business, I'm making money for my daughter. It goes right into her college fund. Um, but it's all about recycling. You know, every single piece that I sell is something that was either donated to me by a neighbor because my neighbors have been amazing and I love you guys. Um, or I got it from a thrift store or the bins, my favorite place in the universe. Um, but it's, it's all recycling. You know, it's my entire business. My daughter's future is being built on things that other people didn't want. And I love that. I love that. So the fact that I'm able to give back even a little bit more is wonderful. Yeah, I was I was so excited about today and speaking with you because we have a really strong belief in community and incorporating that into your business. And I think you are a prime example of, of doing that and standing for something more. And not only are you recycling, but you've pulled in an actual tiny house community. <laughs> Listen, I'm I am a plantaholic and I will be a future near very near future owner of some little tiny houses to support tiny houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that is that is really I can't wait to check it out and we're in, you know, I'm in close proximity to Philadelphia. I lived in um Conshohocken. My business yeah. is Conchi Consignment. So, um I'm not in I'm in the Lehigh Valley now in Pennsylvania, but uh you know, anything uh, Philadelphia is near and dear to my heart. Um, so that is really exciting to have that connection as well. Um, yes. so you're like, how would you describe your mission? Like, I, I think a lot of it is recycling community, but I mean, I, I just want people to know that you don't have to have something new. You don't have to have something expensive to be your best self. I think that we have all experienced, you know, when you're going on a, a first date or when you're going on a job interview, you want a new outfit, you want a new necklace, you want new shoes, because there's something about that that just gives you this confidence. And, you know, in this time where I think all of us need to be watching our dollars a little bit closer, you can get that by shopping at a small business, by supporting someone in your own community, by supporting a small business that gives back. And it's still new to you, you know, whether you're buying something brand new in the mall or whether you're buying something off of a website like mine or a website like eBay, mm -hmm. you can still have that confidence and know that you've done good. And I just think that that's a wonderful thing. And again, it's all based technically on garbage. So I, I love that. <laughs> so um, the other, you're an author. You have two books that are published on Amazon right now. Brought them. I brought. And, them. Oh yeah! <laughs> I couldn't decide like which was more appealing. Uh, we do have a C Chats book club, and we had been talking about uh, we vote on the books we're going to do mm -hmm. that we wanted to throw a reseller book in the mix, mm -hmm. and uh, I think it might be yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Honestly, I 
I wrote this for me. So this is the clothing resellers handbook. And thank you. Mm -hmm. I was going to try to like sneak this in like I did the planter, you know, (laughs) you barely (laughs) noticed. Yeah. This is Um, the spotlight on you and everything you were doing. You don't have to sneak anything in. You give it to us. Yeah. (laughs) I, I wrote this for me because there's so much information that you just have to keep like locked in your head as a reseller, especially for clothing. And that's just absolutely impossible. So like one thing that I did, I'm, I'm looking through my book now, sorry. Yeah. No, I'm vamping. Great. You'll never know. Um, <laughs> like I put in just style guides because I don't remember every name of every pair of pants, right? you know, and like oh, I wrote this I book know. and I refer to it at least once a week. You know, like Chico's vanity sizing. There's just all this information that like no one else in the world has, but you need to have it. So I I wrote this just to be truly a handbook. So it's not a book that you have to read cover to cover to get the whole thing. Like skip around, absolutely skip around. I talk about my inventory system, you know, and you guys know, I mean, you are the queens of inventory system. Like if you don't have an inventory system, please, I'm I'm looking into the camera. (laughs) Get an inventory system, like (laughs) it'll make your life so much easier. But if you have one that's working, skip that chapter. That's fine. Right. You know, but there's, there's so much information. I just, I wanted to be able to give this back to the reselling community, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, especially because as you guys know, we are a community and so many people helped me along the way. So you can buy a hard copy, you can buy a Kindle copy, but if you have the Kindle unlimited, you can read it for free. That is amazing. So, all right, I'm guilty. Like, uh, there is one thing I look up all the time. It drives me crazy. And I don't know why I haven't, like, <laughs> sleeve styles. I cannot remember sleeve styles. Is it a dolman? Is it a fat wing? And how many times do I call me. it something it's not? And I'm like, ugh. I'm always. Oh, I'm going to put you on the spot here for a second. Okay. And maybe right. you don't have the answer to it. That's fine. All right. Here's something. <laughs> is it racer back tank or is it razor back tank? Or racer. is it either? It is racer. racer. Okay. Yes. It is racer. And I know why. And I don't know why I know why, but it is racer because it is designed after the women's bra that has that shape so that you can run. It's supposed to be like less impactful than wearing a normal bra. So it is racer. All right. Because I always thought it was racer. And Mm -hmm. recently I've been seeing razor back on a lot of, a lot of listings. So, all right. I'm glad we cleared that up once and for all. It's racer back folks. (laughs) It's it's like who and whom, like nobody knows, nobody cares, but yeah, there's so many little things. And it's amazing to me that if I'm wrong, like if I say something is a batwing sleeve, but it is a dolman sleeve. Somebody on eBay will be like, um, excuse me. Like, like right. that's the negative <laughs> review that I get. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. One person in the universe who actually knew <laughs> that I disappointed you. Like, yeah. Right, right. You can't make everybody happy. That is just like, that is <laughs> there's, like. There's always somebody out there on eBay ready to tell you what you've mislisted. Always. Sometimes very kindly. I love it when Sometimes, people tell me. I love it when people come to me. It yeah. depends on how it's given though. Like sometimes I get it and I love it. It's such mm-hmm. great information. It saves me time. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I couldn't find this. This is wonderful. And every now and then it comes out a little snarky and I'm more like, yeah, you need to find something else to do. 
I have to say, I'm I'm always really surprised by the people who reach out truly just wanting to help you. Mm-hmm. Because you would yeah. think, given the basic description of what we do, the basic description of consignment and reselling, that it's a zero-sum game. You know, if you guys sell a pair of jeans, I don't sell that pair of jeans. Yeah. And it's the exact opposite. Yeah, like, it we is. We truly want each other to succeed. And I think that's such a wonderful thing, especially in an industry that is primarily woman-based and women-owned. You know, people always think we're, you know, catty. And it's like, uh-huh. no, I want my sisters to do well. I'm so proud of you guys for how successful you are. And if you just keep growing, I'm nothing but happy for you. So I, I actually, I love when people send those messages, just saying, hey, you said it was this. It's not. It's like, thanks, girl. Right. <laughs> I mean, on Instagram, I, I think like half of my Instagram reels is me saying like, hey, how the hell do you identify like a Lululemon size? Because it's tricky. Blah, blah. And a woman's like, oh, in the bra. Go in the thing. Like people tell those you. Those things right, are crazy. Right. Those The Lululemon sizing is, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's an art in in and of itself, I think. That could be my next book. Is like the Ooh. stripes mean something. Like every single Lululemon right. piece terrifies me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That could be a whole book. I think you should seriously yeah. consider that. <laughs> All right. So tell us about your other, the other book. So you have the reseller's handbook. The other oh, one I think is hilarious and I'm excited to read it. So um I think anyone who's worked retail will understand my title. This is the book that I wrote about working for retail for a decade. And it's called Why I Hate Everything. Um, Pretty self-explanatory. So (laughs) I worked for two years at a donut shop because I'm not using brand names because I don't want to get sued. Um, And then I worked for about eight years in various thrift stores. And I started writing this book kind of accidentally 18 years ago. Cause I would just come home from the donut shop, which was my first real job ever. And just tell my mom about my day. And she would say like, you have to write this down. You have to write this down. You have to write this down because crazy things happened every day. Uh-huh. A, a woman actually tried to throw a cash register at my head and I learned they're bolted down, which made <laughs> me more suspicious. Um, and, and then it just sort of took off. And, and for the next 10 years, I would just write about my day. And if you have any interest in what really goes on behind thrift store doors, like this is the book for you. Cause I tell, I tell a lot. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, And anyone who's worked in retail, you have your own stories. Like I know you have your own stories. And my favorite thing about this book is when people read it, they're like, can I tell you about this one time? And it's like, yes, 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 you can tell. Like I want (laughs) to know. Because everybody has something crazy. And especially, I truly believe this. If you have worked in the food service industry, you're just a better person. You're just a better person because you right. see the dark, crazy side of humanity. <laughs> That's what I told my daughter when she was working at the local pizza shop. Yeah. She was like, I, I was like, everybody needs to do this once in their life. And just, it just gives you, it sets you up for life, man. You can handle stuff. You know where people are coming from. You'll be able to survive any job if you survive working in the food industry. That's my feeling on it. It is very humbling. It is definitely very, very humbling. Yes. I think that and teaching middle school. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm not brave enough. <laughs> Oh no, I'm not right. My, my daughter's at daycare right now and her daycare teacher has eight kids there. And like 
two of them would wander off. One of them would starve if I was in charge. Like it, it, people who, <laughs> who God made to handle children are amazing to me. Cause like we wanted two or three, we thought you yeah, three, make sure they all have friends. And then we had one and we're like, let's get a dog when she's 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, Molly is, I have two children that are, you know, almost adults now. And Molly has one who's an adult and Molly is very into childhood development and you were a preschool teacher for a lot of years. She is one of those special people. Yeah. I am not. That would be my <laughs> hell on earth. Like I love them. there are lots of things I can do. And that is absolutely not one of them. Love my own kids to death. Would do anything for them, but well, I agree. Well, and special. I will say I did try, I did try two-year-olds for one school year. And I did determine that one time that I, I don't care what a two-year-old teacher or a middle school teacher makes. I put them in the same category. If you are a two-year-old teacher or middle school teacher, you do not make enough money. I don't care how much you make. It's not enough. I like three, four, five. That's my my jam. (laughs) And just a side note, but to anyone who has kids in school, just remember that like your kid's teacher doesn't end at 3.30 at the end of the day. It's like they're going home. They're grading tests. They're setting up projects for the next day. Like they're tired. They're tired. Yeah. 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 It's been, it's been especially challenging couple of years for teachers for anybody that works in the school system. I think, I mean, it's been challenging for our children, but it's also been very challenging for, for the teachers. A hundred percent. Yeah. So you started this journey when you were pregnant with reselling. So after having your daughter how how has that you know changed the way you did it you know kind of sculpt your mission or was that more like from your parents and their um oh no I um I didn't plan on being a reseller I just honestly I I quit my job when I was pregnant because I it felt unfair unfair to make them keep paying me to throw up at my desk or sleep in the bathroom (laughs) um so I quit my job and I played the Witcher three for a week straight. And then I felt like, okay, like now, now I have to do something. I can't just watch my husband go to work every day and come back and do nothing. So I started on Poshmark and I loved it and it was relatively easy. So I leaned into it and I just thought I'll do this until I have my daughter and then I'll, you know, stay home a little bit and then, then go get a real job. And then I had my daughter and I was just like, okay, so I can't leave. So I can never leave. And I I just, I didn't understand how, how parents could go back to work. It was just just a little baby. Yeah. So I, I'm very, very, very blessed that reselling really took off for me. And I was able to stay home and, and be a full-time mom and be a full-time reseller. And now I make a a full-time jobs income and I get to be a stay-at-home mom and I'm very blessed by that and wow it is thanks to the community it is I mean thanks to companies like list perfectly that have just made my life easier mm-hmm. photo room I see you um I, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but I mean I I get to do this I get to to stay home and I get to be a mom and I am so incredibly blessed to to have that be a part of my story I love that 
That's amazing. I'm glad I we're think, able to do that. I think we're going to need to do at some point a see it with see chance episode with you where we go through like that's what those are the episodes where we actually go through the, the, the business process and show what tools people use and kind of the life cycle of an item and how you do your inventory. I think you would be amazing at that. And I think people would definitely want to see that. But I am going to ask you one question or a couple okay. questions about your process. What, like, what are your primary platforms? You know, where do you get most of your income? How do, what does that all look like? So I started with Poshmark. Poshmark will yeah. always be my home. Um, but eBay has really changed my business. Um, I was afraid to do eBay for a long time because it just seems so much more difficult than something like Mercari where there's not any sort of, you know, social element to it or where there's not mm-hmm. any, you know, like the, the, the item specifications on eBay, you all know, like it's yeah. crazy. Um, that's where the so, reseller handbook comes in. I, oh my God. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Um, but if, if you can do eBay, you can do anything. I mean, like I, once I sold my first high priced item on eBay and it got accepted and I got my positive review back, I felt like, okay, let's go climb Everest. Let's do it. Now's the time, you know, because it just, once you, it's only scary once you, uh, until you've done it and then you can do it and then, you know, you can do it and then you can tackle the next thing. So, uh, from there I started joining other platforms and I've tried a bunch of different ones. And, you know, I think all of us have that little voice in the back of our head that says like, you're not working hard enough. Like you should be expanding. You should be doing this. And let me tell you, sometimes that voice is a liar. Sometimes she's right. Sometimes she's a liar. So I tried like kid is in, wasn't for me, you know, Depop, not for me. Um, I found out there's something called grandma core left Depop done with that. Um, but I, I've, I've stuck to my main four and that's, where I'm happy to be. And I'm, I'm always going to be interested in expanding. You know, I might try grailed. Um, if I can get over looking at myself on camera, I'll try whatnot. Um, but it's, it's, it's nice to, to feel like I found my place. I found where I'm safe and I can keep growing from there. Wow. And I do just want to mention briefly, I'm sorry, I hijacked yeah. everything. Um, Again, I haven't your like, spotlight. Seen, Go with it. I haven't seen people except <laughs> my daughter in three years. So when you give me the opportunity to talk, like this is on you. What happens? <laughs> I hear you. Um, I hear you. I get about eighty to ninety percent of my inventory from donations. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you guys know with consignment, like that's not your stuff. You're not going out and finding it. People bring it to you. Mm-hmm. So if you're a new reseller or if you're thinking about starting reselling. I would say consider donations. You don't get the highest end items, sure, but I'm building a future for my child. I have a full-time income on Old Navy and Forever 21. So yeah, it's it's really, it's worth thinking about if you're struggling to get inventory or you don't have like the startup income that you would like to have, people want to help. And I can tell you, if you ask anybody like, hey, do you have any old clothes? The answer is going to be yes. Mm-hmm. The answer will be yes. And somebody might tell you like, oh, you know what? I have, I have these two pairs of jeans. Once they go home and start actually looking through their closet with a critical eye, they'll come back with two trash bags. Like, oh yeah, I could do it right now. I promise you. Mm-hmm. And they want to help. Your friends want to help you. And you're doing a service by getting stuff out of their house. And they're doing a service by helping you. So it's only good. I know it can be awkward initially to say like, can I have your old stuff, but it's worth it. And everybody wins. 
Yeah, definitely put yourself out there. It's amazing what happens when you start speaking about what you do. And, you know, yeah, I think your point is, is great. Like start where you are. You don't need all the bells and whistles. I always say, just start where you are with what you have. You know, if it's a donation, it doesn't have to be high end, but just mm-hmm. get started. Because once that ball, you know, starts rolling, it just, yeah. Especially <laughs> just if you're awesome. learning, because if you're learning, you don't want to be selling a Louis Vuitton bag. You want to be selling a pair of American Eagle jeans, you know, because if you're going to mess up, mess up when it's safe for you to mess up, mess mm-hmm. up when you don't have all of that money invested. Yeah, that's a very good point. All right. I have a question. You said you love the bins. So you clearly source from some places and I love to source. Mm -hmm. I want to know what a day, what a trip to the bins is like for you, because we laugh at me because I am literally like, it's a full body workout. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's your sport. It's an Olympic sport for my, I want to know what a, what a trip to the bins is for you. So it starts with my husband because I don't take my daughter anymore. Um, my daughter is three and a half and I, I used to try to go thrifting with her. No. Um, so I, I only go when someone else is watching my, my kid and you are 100% right. Like I prepare for it like an Olympic person. Like I carb up the night before I put my hair in full braids. So it's out of my face. Like I, I wear jeans, which I never, ever wear so that I can have my phone. I can have all my stuff. Like I'm ready to go. I love um, it. I bring my own bags. So I don't want to slow down that process at all. Like I, I am not necessarily competitive and it's funny to me because I go to some nicer areas that have bins uh-huh. and people are so nice. They're like, Oh, are you looking for vintage third from the left? There was some vintage in there. My really in my really? home. Like I'm from Glen Burnie, like, mm-mm. like it's, <laughs> it's elbows and yeah. knees when a new yeah. bin comes out, you know, so I don't play. Um, <laughs> But I love shopping there. So for anyone who hasn't been, the bins is uh, Goodwill. Anything that doesn't sell in a regular Goodwill store, they send to a bin store. And we call it the bins. It's technically an outlet store because they have these very large blue literal bins that get wheeled out. Um, and they're not organized. And it's always funny to read like reviews online of bins where they're like, um, I thought they were supposed to be by color. And it's like, no, 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 Susie, no, you're in the wrong place. Right. Um, they're literally just bins of clothing. And you will find... I mean, you'll find a Chanel skirt right next to like a pair of old underwear. I, yes, like, 100%. Um, but I think bins are completely worth going to because you pay by the pound. So it's usually less than $2 for clothing. And th- that's a real example that I just gave you is a pair of used underwear next to a Chanel skirt because it's whatever didn't sell in the regular store. So sometimes that's because it's got a huge pit stain or it's got a hole in it. Sometimes I found amazing stuff that was just priced too high. And, you know, I mean, we all pass up. It's like, no, I'm not paying $50 for a, a jacket at Goodwill. Right. So it doesn't sell. It ends up in the bins and you get it for $3. Like it, there's amazing stuff in there. I will just say, be prepared to hunt because when I go to a thrift store, I can be in and out in 20 minutes. When I go to the bins, it's two hours. That's what I was going to ask minutes. you. What? <laughs> in I look for very minutes. specific things. I look for very specific things because okay. if I'm actually going to spend the money, like I am the worst miser 
you that I am the Ebenezer Scrooge of Second Avenue because I don't risk my money. So like, I won't pay for a pair of Nike shoes. I will walk through and see, is there Tory Burch? Are there Teaks? No, good day to you. That's it. Like if I don't see Rothy's, I'm out. Gotcha. But at the bins, I look for everything. Like, because I don't just pick up a sweater and see it's Ann Taylor. It's like, is it Ann Taylor? And is it cashmere? And is it like, I'll look up all the details on it. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, if you're going to go fill up your cart and then look stuff up because if somebody picks something up, you don't get that thing. So I go through, I completely fill my cart and then pull yourself aside, get a second cart and then go through, do the yes, maybe no's. That's good advice right there. Yeah, I did not do that. Okay. I've only been once. I've only been once. It was a little too aggressive for me. It's not, it's not for everybody. It's the difference between football and rugby. Like, yeah. Yeah. And when they wheel that new bin out, boy, people are on it like flies on poo. It's like a race (laughs) to the new bin. I mean, those poor pushers can't get halfway out the door before they're getting attacked. See, my girls are tough. My girls are tough. If you approach the bin, they will get you like, (laughs) mm -hmm. so ours ours were roped, ours were roped off. Yeah. Oh, see, you're fancy until just they yell. until they like. No, I think people were just that aggressive. Is they oh, had so to they like rope, rope them, them off, and you weren't allowed to. Yeah, cross. I don't think road. a rope would stop the people around here. They they go <laughs> under that rope. And they probably bring scissors, clip it, and keep moving. Um, but I love that you go into source of the thrift store and you just stick with specific things. I cannot tell you how many times I have walked in the door with that intention. Mm-hmm. And I fail every time. every time. I mean, that's easy. That's really easy to do. And You're I'm inspiring. sorry. I'm, I'm not going to say that I've never done it, but my big motivator is my daughter mm-hmm. because I don't spend any of the money that I make. It all goes directly in her college fund. So every time I make a purchase that comes out of her college fund, you know, like every purchase that I make for the business. So for me, it has to really be worth it. And I have actually done it where I've stood there and I've, I've held a dress and I've been like, is this $20 worth her maybe not being able to buy a book for college? Is it worth it? And if the answer is no, I do not buy it. And I, I frame it that way because that's my money. And the same way I used to talk to myself about money when I was working in a donut shop where it's like, do I want this skirt? it's worth six hours of my life. Is it worth six hours of my life to have this skirt? If the answer is not yes, it goes back. I think that is an awesome way to frame things. And I I have to say like one of my pivotal moments with, with money came when I was a child and I wanted these ice skates. I wanted new ice skates. And my dad was like, you know, I had to, you know, like be away from you guys and, and work, you know, four hours to buy you those mm-hmm. ice. And it was like, something just like clicked in my head, like at that very moment, like, wow. All right. Yeah. Don't need the new ones. Let's go see if we can find some hand-me-downs, mm-hmm. you know, just what the, what the co- real cost of, of an item is. You know? I'm hoping my daughter never realizes that real stores exist. I hope she just always what thinks that everyone about? shops at thrift stores. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I want to raise her with that awareness of money because I think that that's really important. And I mean, there's a difference between people who have always been given an allowance and haven't had a job, have a job until they graduate college and they're 25 and people who like, I've had a job since I was 14 
And I know that sounds braggy and horrible, but just it, it, it matters. And having that money awareness, especially when you start your own business is incredibly important. And that doesn't mean don't take risks. Of course you have to take risks in order to grow. You have to take risks, but you have to really calculate are those risks worth it. And when you run a reselling business, every single thing you buy is a risk. Every single investment you make Mm -hmm. is a risk and you have to calculate that. It is. Brilliant. I have Brilliant. to tell you, as a mom, when you're not, nothing makes you more proud than when you get a text at five o'clock on a random afternoon with a picture of a pair of Nikes from your 21 year old son that says, got these at the local Goodwill, $6.99, mom. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> that's my boy. Uh, this is what we've been training for. Yes. My boy. Yes. <laughs> All right. Oh, my so daughter. Since we, oh, go oh, ahead. Um, you guys don't even know, but like my daughter, she always wants to do whatever I'm doing because that's the age she's at. So her job right now is to spin my mannequin. I get it all dressed. I take my picture, she spin my mannequin. And I just can't wait to really use her for child labor. Like I'm so <laughs> looking forward to when she's old enough to take her own pictures or to help me when she's sourcing. And I will tell you, I don't know what I did, but God bless me. Because if I let her like run her hand down a rack at a thrift store, she feels the expensive stuff. Like she, oh. she doesn't stop at polyester. She stops at silk. So every once in a while, it is like, go baby. Why don't you go play? Like it's amazing. <laughs> wow. She's a natural. I, She's a natural. I'm telling you, I was impressed that I was training my husband with that, but a three-year-old, whoa, that's nice. Really good. Oh, my husband is the love of my life. I could not do this business without him. However, like he's such a cutie. He, he tried to go thrifting with me and he'd be like, Worthington, is that good? No, put it back. <laughs> Morona, stop it. Go wait in the car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you should do stand up. I know oh you God. really should. Yeah. Well, thank you for letting me babble. Cause like I said, like I, I work at home. I, I love it. I never have to see people. It's great. But once I get going, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have one question since we're almost out of yes. time that we All have right. to ask. What are you most proud of about your business? Um, at the end of every month, I calculate how much water and carbon I have saved. Um, every piece that I sell, I bought a little clicker from Amazon. I click every time. Uh, right now, I'm up to 495 pieces for this year. Um, my goal is a thousand. We'll see if I get there. Keep shopping. Um, but like a t-shirt and a pair of jeans, they seem like really simple things, but a pair of jeans takes about 2000 gallons of water. So if somebody buys a pair of jeans from you that already exist, you're saving 2000 gallons of water. So for me, even though I'm this little mom in Maryland and I, I'm selling, you know, a couple pieces a day, I am having a real impact on the environment. And I could not be prouder of that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Bravo. Beautiful. I could not for anything better than that. Calculate that. I keep that in my brain all the time, the the all of that and the idea of that and what I'm doing. But to actually calculate it at the end of it, every class. it really gives you a difference. Um, and I learned that from my boss. I was working in a thrift store that benefited a homeless shelter that was attached to the store. And for $2.98, we could feed someone. And so at the end of the day, she would take the sales we made for the day and calculate how many meals 
we could afford to feed our residents. And so every day it made me feel so much better about coming to work, you know, at a minimum wage job to be like, I made a difference. I helped somebody today. And you should do that for yourself because no matter what level you're at as a reseller, you are making a difference and you should be so, so proud of yourself. hundred percent. All right. All right, y'all. This has been phenomenal. Maggie, I cannot thank you enough for coming and hanging out with Libby and I and chatting with us. Um, We love having you in our group and I know we're going to have you on again at minimum to do a see it with C chats, but I'm feeling more. Thank you guys so much. This was so fun. I feel so blessed. And thank you for what you do for the community. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. That was hilarious. I think she just (laughs) needs to do stand up. You know, you think there's a market for a reseller stand up? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, there's so much. There's just so much fodder, right? Oh, so much. (laughs) She's hilarious. And, and again, another soul sister, I feel like. I know. We are so lucky um, to be able to bring um, Maggie to you and Rebel Girl Thrift and her um, commitment, uh, Refashioned Hippie, to the tiny house community. And we'll be sharing some of those items on our social media. She does it all. She She does does. it all. She's recycling, upcycling, um, embracing community, raising money for a nonprofit. Wow. And being a mom of a three and a half year old little peanut. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> the most important part of that yes. whole thing. The most important part. Yes. How could I forget that? Um, oh, so much fun. What's going on over in the community? All right. So we have done round tables. I want to stop and talk about that a little bit. We're members of our reselling and our, our reselling community, our C-Chats community on Facebook come together and once a quarter we like to do a round table and bring those round tables to you we've done some on live selling we've done some on building community in your business and we're going to be scheduling another one so if you're not in the consignment chats community that we do that on facebook um we record an episode. You're welcome to come and ask questions. You're welcome to share your expertise. So it's really just a, a great opportunity for everybody um, that is a part of the community. And I, I love just meeting other resellers in that way. And oh, every yeah. time we do one, I think everyone walks away thinking about things in a way they haven't before or thinking about their business or another idea for their business that they haven't before. So I'm just really excited to get the next one going. Um, So hop in the C-Chats community and you can check it out. It's going to be awesome. And we'd love to have you. Yes. And to find us in that community and everywhere that we are, you just go to consignmentchats.com. Absolutely. And you can find us everywhere. Yep. Everywhere that we put ourselves. Hey, Libby. Yeah. Until next week, my friend. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining Libby and Molly, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Find all the ways to connect with us at consignmentchats.com. Episodes are available on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts. In addition, 
You can find us on Facebook in our Consignment Chats community. Until next time.